Welcome to Simplifying DevOps, a podcast sponsored by CDW. I'm your host, Rachel Airy. This series is dedicated to breaking down the concepts and methodologies of DevOps, as well as the world known as digital transformation. We're looking to cut through the noise and break down barriers of learning for individuals who may not be developers or engineers. Hey Mitch, last time we talked about you know, some of the history of how DevOps came about and, and what some of those evolutions were in technology and, um, and organizations having to respond to customer demands more quickly. You know, define DevOps a little bit better for me. Let's dig into that part. Yeah, absolutely. So um, there, there's three main areas that an IT department needs to pay attention to. And I think too much of DevOps or when organizations talk about DevOps, they jump too quickly into, oh, we're going to use containers or we're going to use a CI CD tool um, to help us manufacture, make, speed up the delivery of applications. Um, so I think too many times we, we only focus on the technology and I think we need to, t- to, to focus on the people and the processes. Um, because most of the time when you're making this transformation, there needs to be an assessment of what skills do we have? Do we have the right processes in place? Um, taking a real, real hard look at that and then deciding if you need to make some changes or adopting some best practices. Right. And we see that as, you know, this, this result of, of all of those customer expectations that are making, you know, I would say companies more agile. We're seeing IT organizations having to figure out their skill sets, maybe look to adopt new skill sets and new tools where those IT organizations themselves are, are also more agile in order to keep pace. Right. Yeah. It's, I mean, it, it sounds cliche that um, companies need to listen to their customers but you know what we've seen over the last 10 years in this digital transformation where companies are becoming more digital first or interacting with customers more through software, through applications, we see this only being exponentially more important. And yes, organizations have gotten more agile. What does that really translate to? That translates to the IT department needing to be more agile needing to be able to make changes as quickly as possible and get those changes back out to the customers. And when I say customers, right, that a customer is a user of the application that could be internal employees, that could be external customers interacting with the organization. And so um, the realignment of the people, the processes, the technology is all geared towards being better equipped to respond to customers. And this is, and, and technology is flipped from being a nice to have to, it can drive top line revenue, it can solve real business goals. It can be, you know, a competitive advantage over your competitors. Right, we fear that uh, it's another cliche that I feel like sometimes comes about, but that uh, everybody is suddenly in the software development business, even if you're a pizza company or you're a retail shop or something along those lines, that's really how you differentiate yourself from your competition or you bring new skills and and products back as as quickly as possible. You solve business problems through IT. We see that a lot. Yeah, that's a great point. And um, I, I, 
I'm hoping you can expand on a little bit of, you know, the people processes, the best practices, um, because at the end of the day, um, what we can do is look at different industries um, and steal best practices from different industries, right? What, what America has been built on and, and what a lot of great companies have been built on that you know and hear of every day is manufacturing, of, of making stuff. And at the end of the day, that's really what companies are when you say they're a software company. They're manufacturing, they're making applications, they're making software. So could you sp- go into that a little bit? Yeah, um, I, I think it's fun when you, when you really peel back the layers of, of what DevOps is, that kind of realignment, we call it teams, culture, technologies, tooling, um, to, to drive better business outcomes. This isn't new. It's really just new that IT is um, adopting a, a different way to look at how they develop software similar to, like you said, like a manufacturing floor. Uh, DevOps is really inspired by like 50s auto manufacturers and that concept of, of lean management, which is a, a business management methodology that we see. And, and what we found is, is that those 50s auto manufacturers back in like post-World War II found different ways to optimize their production to the highest tier. And, and probably one of the most famous is Toyota, right? Um, and, and Toyota went through and, and figured out several different ways in order to do things like eliminate waste in their manufacturing and eliminate steps that they did not feel like were productive um, to the overall outcome. They also implemented a practice where they ensured that no mistakes would continue down the, the production floor because if mistakes, even if it was a very small error, were, were to continue through and that car were to get to the end of the manufacturing line, each of those cars would have that same issue down the manufacturing line and that very small problem would suddenly compound and, and be much more difficult and more expensive in order to resolve later. And, and so all of that is, is concepts that DevOps kind of stole and, and looked at manufacturing, looked at healthcare and, and some other departments that, that have leveraged those concepts and, and decided to figure out a way to view software development and also the um, operation of that application as if it were a production floor. And, and that's really what we see um, DevOps come about. And a lot of those ideals are really rooted in that concept of lean and, and that framework, which is just old school business practices that we've seen before in the past. Yeah, that's really interesting. The also interesting that the thing that pops to the top of my head right away when you mention that is that Toyota revolutionized how cars were made. And even to this day, they're turning out fantastic cars that are known to be reliable and they're sort of at the cutting edge of really manufacturing a great product. And so I think we're starting to see those organizations who realize the same thing, that there are best practices out there and there are, there are, there are ways to turn out a great product and they're adopting that in the IT department. We're seeing those organizations start to win out in the marketplace in general. Yeah, we really are. I think you see, you know, time and time again, when um, IT organizations are successful, generally that company is successful and the inverse is also true. If, if IT fails, uh, that rever beats outward in a way that you don't necessarily see in HR, for example. And, and that's, um, that's important. And I think it's important that IT organizations have started to figure that out and look to figure out how they can adopt new skill sets and learn from their peers, whether that's 
development, stealing skill sets from, you know, I say stealing, but, but looking to their peers over in operations and trying to figure out ways that they could improve themselves and, um, and, and the same as well, operations trying to figure out if there are methodologies and tools and practices that maybe their development counterparts might be leveraging that can make their day-to-day -day life easier. And, and that is definitely at the core of both lean and develop, you know, DevOps is, is trying to blur those lines a little bit so that everybody has a stake in the eventual outcome of whatever it is we're trying to collectively do together. Yeah, that's a great point. And, and I think, you know, we struggled a little bit uh, after our first podcast putting it out on which direction we should go because DevOps does, to your point, in, in just encompass so much. Um, um, but but at the heart of it, let's let's not lose focus on the fact that, you know, realigning assets to solve business problems and deliver business outcomes, at the heart of it, it starts with, do we have the people? Do we have the skills? Let's put some processes in place. Yes, technology can come in and help us achieve those goals better and quicker. And we all like, you know, you know the newest shining object. But uh, it's really about realigning the people, the processes, those assets to help us drive those outcomes. Yeah, it absolutely is. And, and I think don't, not enough people give credit where credit should be due to the people component of that conversation. I don't know how many folks you and I have talked to that have X problem and they bought Y product and then it didn't solve their problem, maybe because not everyone was on board with the implementation of it or not everyone understood its purpose or A, it because the entire team wasn't kind of discussed and talked to to figure out what actually is the problem that we're trying to solve. Maybe that tool only fixed part of it. And, and it's because a tool isn't really the answer here. It's, it's in figuring out what your, your human resources, which are your most important and extensive folks generally, um, how they need to be supported and what they need in order to drive that. And I think we forget that sometimes. Yeah, that's interesting, Rachel. So um, we're talking about DevOps being a realignment of assets. Can you can you go into why we need to realign? Maybe like what were the issues? What were some of the challenges that we were seeing, you know, prior to um, taking on a DevOps approach? Yeah. So um, inherent to how we used to develop software back in the past, there were some problems that came about in traditional IT, both in the way it was developed and then the way that we would manage an application or a product after the fact. And, and really we see that because um, we used to develop software in a way where we were developing the entire app or you know game, for example, as feature complete. If it was a candy crush, then you were building out every single feature, every single level, every single thing that you would have the option to purchase before you ever put it in front of a customer and before it ever goes live. And that's fine in, in small situations or you know small projects and things like that. But when it takes years to develop an application and you're not you know, testing it and you're not getting feedback back from whoever is going to use it, whether that's an internal or an external person, you create challenges where maybe the goalposts move on you or things outside of your control have changed and that's no longer what your customer is looking for, or you've done it wrong this entire time and, and you've wasted all of this effort um, be, 
because you didn't get an opportunity to get that feedback. And then we also see challenges because if development is working completely siloed and separately away from operations, then what happens is, is someone in development in their own little corner in their cubicle creates a application, then tosses it quite literally over a fence over to the operations and it's handed to a team who has to manage it when the person who created it had no thought or responsibility for how it needed to be managed. And, and that can create challenges too, where, you know, there's um, no feedback, there's not necessarily any support, maybe it was developed in a totally different type of environment than what it's going to be managed, and that creates challenges. Um, so we see things like that quite a bit that, that are problems that created with traditional IT. And, and then we started to change how we developed software, and we figured out how to make software uh, faster and make changes faster. Um, and it's called Agile that we, we see a lot, but what it didn't really do was, was stop the challenges in throwing that software over the fence to the operations team to be managed. And so they just got things thrown over the fence more quickly and, and that created additional challenges. And your operations team will get frustrated because they have to man and own a product that they didn't have a say in, which is challenging. They might have to be the only ones who get the 2 a.m. phone call. They're the ones who are responsible for managing the uptime and getting the phone call from someone when, when it's not working correctly. And, and all of that um, is not conducive to quick, speedy, profitable business. And so DevOps started to come about as a realignment, first and foremost, of getting those teams to um, start to have stake in the same things and for everybody to have responsibility soup to nuts. And, and then and also um, figuring out different tool sets and technologies and ways of doing business that allows everybody to get feedback more quickly and to test things often so that you can get to the no as fast as possible and figure out what does work if that option doesn't work, things like that. And so that's some of the challenges that we've seen that have, have become to be solved for through DevOps. Yeah, interesting. It, it, it also it also is even more interesting when we sort of go back and look at what we sort of touched on initially was that there are two separate goals in the IT department, uh, depending upon which silo you're in. Right. Again, you're, you're touching on those developers wanting to be more agile, um, commit more code, try to make more changes to the applications while those operation folks are still trying to have 100 percent uptime and make sure that application is working all the time. Right. We're we're, we're now to a point where um, where operations was used to a couple of changes a year to an application where we're trying to make changes depending on how mature you are as a software organization, we're trying to make changes every single day. And so it just exacerbates some of the issues that we were seeing um, already pop up when, when we were making less changes. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's not the fault of, you know, operations. It's not that they can't keep up. It's that, that there are inherent challenges in trying to manage something you didn't have a hand in creating and, and um, you know, keeping teams that are so, interconnected with each other separate. And so we hear stories of organizations that are trying to figure this out, um, you know, big, you know, enterprise organizations, but, you know, moving buildings and, and 
keeping their IT who used to live separately from each other, depending on their team and department and putting them all in the same building and, and forcing them to work together in different ways and, and realigning their organization so that you can get that more collaborative approach. And, and I think it starts from the top down uh, in a lot of ways, especially if um, you are quite traditional in the way that you've been doing things and maybe are, are a large enterprise level tier organization, there are some of those old norms that might have to be changed in order to um, get everybody working and, and moving more in sync to move faster. And I think people forget sometimes you have to slow down a little bit in order to speed up. It did not take a company, you know, uh, it wasn't easy necessarily to, to move buildings and have them um, move actual resources and where they sit and live, but they knew that they had to take that pause uh, in order to speed up eventually. Yeah, and and the thing that stuck out to me, Rachel, about that was, again, this is not specific to an IT organization, right? Um, you, you touched on lean and the, the, to the best practices of manufacturing whatever product. We're talking about the same thing, right? If, if we want to make real impact, it starts with communication. It starts with breaking down some of the silos. Um, and, and that's across all companies and across, really, it doesn't matter which group you're in, sales, HR, it doesn't matter. Um, one hand has to know what the other hand's doing. Yeah, it definitely does. I mean, and I think another challenge that, that we see and sort of is, is foundational is getting people out of the manual way that they do things or the individual way that tasks are created. And I think we forget that sometimes, you know, when you create a server, you know, or a virtual machine or something like that, there's a, a hundred different ways you could do that. If you ask 10 sysadmins to, to create, you know, 10 web servers, you would get 10 different responses of varying uh, efficiency uh, and, and also in, in varying lengths of time and how long it took them to do that. And, and so we try to solve for challenges like that too. And, and humans are very fallible, I guess. Um, and, and so we're always trying to, to remove as much air as possible. And so, um, you know, next time as, as we start to dig in, we'll talk more about some of the specific ways that we can solve for all of these challenges that we've mentioned. But I think first and foremost is automation. Absolutely. And, and I think even more exciting, Rachel, is when we sort of dive into these topics even deeper. And maybe even the next one is, you know, we bring on a Mark Yorko and talk about automation. Um, it, it's exciting when the people and the processes, oh, and the technology all sort of align. And we're talking about all th three of those things together. Um, that's where DevOps starts to get exciting. Yeah, absolutely. So that that is next on the docket, I think, is is to bring on and and talk about some of the um, technology that folks are starting to embrace and and that we're seeing um, being adopted across um, IT, regardless of whether you're in development or operations or QA or cloud guy or or what have you, is is really what I think is is pretty foundational. And I would assume you would agree too. Is is in automation, both in, in business process, which we see all the time, but in, in literal actual IT automation and, and how powerful that can be in solving, you know, day-to-day -day issues and reducing errors. And so we'll, we'll be diving into that more with um, a specialist at CDW uh, named Mark Yorka, who is a um, specialized architect for, for automation and orchestration.
Thanks for listening with us here at Simplifying DevOps. We hope you tune in for more episodes as we continue to dive down this path of all things DevOps and understand more about the paradigm shift that we've seen revolutionize the IT world. Thank you.